What's up, everybody? I'm your host and founder, Jalen Suits, and today we have a lot to talk about. We have NBA topics to discuss in that pathetic performance from the 76ers last night, how the Lakers beat the Warriors, and John Morant back at it again, getting caught with a gun. That's right. Again, let's get into it. First off, I want to thank everybody for reaching out, uh, reaching our goal. We have reached our goal of 500 engaged listeners before May 28th. This is a goal I set for myself when I first started this podcast to just, just keep going, to just keep going. I write my, uh, my, my goals down. I feel like if you don't write your goals down in a dream. So I wrote my goals down. I put it on my mirror and I looked at it every day and I just got it. Now we actually have more listeners than 500, but engaged listeners is 500 and it's a big accomplishment for me. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. And none of this would be possible if it wasn't for you guys. I've been through so much as I kind of said on this podcast, just a lot going on in my life. And, you know, this podcast has helped me put all that behind me. So I just want to thank you guys so much. I wouldn't be here without you. And, uh, Thanks to everybody who actually been a part of the podcast. If you listening to this and you, you know, done the episode with me, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. And we're going to set some more goals and we're going to achieve them, y'all. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you. But moving on to our first topic, John Morant. Now, the Grizzlies came out with their statement and said that the star point guard needed help the first time he got suspended. That is when John Morant went to a counseling center in Florida for about two weeks for some uh, some therapy sessions, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, basically John Morant got caught on his friend's Instagram live, um, not yesterday, but the day before, and it's trending, and everybody's going crazy. And the first time you would think that he learned his lesson, but apparently he didn't. So now we're going back to the first time it happened, and the Grizzlies came out with a statement saying that their star point guard needs some help. This is when Morant went to a counseling center in Florida, and he only went for about two weeks. And I was surprised he went for two weeks because some therapy sessions last about six weeks, two months. So when it said two weeks, I was very surprised because you don't want to rush through a therapy session. Like if you can go to therapy for different things, whether it's stress, depression, uh, you know, if you want to take your own life, that's things you go to the therapy for. And John Morant said he went to therapy for to learn how to deal with stress and his decision making. Okay, so boom, that happens and he goes on, his friend goes on live and John Morant was listening to John Mor- um, he was listening to NBA Youngboy and he flashes a gun. But that's not the only thing that happened. So not only has he been caught on camera with a gun multiple times, but he has been in the cases with uh, an incident with the Indiana Pacers. So it was the Indiana Pacers game. Him and John, John Moran and his homeboys were in the car and, you know, some of the Pacers security said that they had lasers pointed on them from a gun, but the NBA couldn't prove that. So that's how we haven't heard really much about that. And then there was an incident with a teenager that was playing pickup basketball and uh, a fight happened, I guess. And then the teenager told the police in a report that Morant, Morant pulled a gun on him. Everybody is going crazy about this. John Morant has been going through a lot this last year and to be honest it's all on itself like it's all on itself uh you can't feel bad for him because apparently he does not care like after that whole first incident with the gun being caught and the thing is 
I don't even know why he would do that because the first time he went to the club, they had got spanked by the Denver Nuggets. And, you know, I'm not John Morant, so I can't speak for him. But I know for myself, if I lose a game like that, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do nothing. I'm just upset. But he wanted to go out to the club, and that's what he did. And he flashed the gun on his own live. And, you know, he got in trouble for that. He uh, faced an eight-game suspension. He went to counseling. And, you know, that projected him to, like, lose some money because in his contract, if he would have got all first NBA team, he would have got, like, at least 40 more million dollars or more than that, I believe. I just can't remember the number off the top of my head. Um, And the NBA came out with their teams and John Morant did not make the first NBA team. So he lost this money. He lost all this money. And for him to go out there and do this again, like, after you just lost all this money you go do it again that kind of shows that you do not care you do not care and it's sad because you have little kids that look up to him and this is how he is acting like you have little kids buying your shoes you have little kids buying tickets to go to the game to watch you you have little kids saying it's a parade inside my city like you have all this stuff going on and this is how they're looking up and this is what they think is the right thing to do which is crazy because he literally got suspended two months ago and basically with this is you cannot help someone that don't want to be helped like it's obvious that John Morant does not want to be helped so us as fans and stuff we can't be mad because obviously he don't care. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of tweets and stuff saying like, "Where's his parents at?" and stuff. John Morant is a grown man. Like, <laughs> we got to stop using this excuse. Oh, he's young. Yeah, he's young, but he's a grown man. Like, he is a grown man. That is no excuse to do what you're doing. And friends is a big part of who you surround yourself with. Like, bro, leave that hood stuff alone. I'm not John Morant, so I can't say if he's like that or not. But I know that right now, you're not supposed to be like that because you're an NBA player. The NBA does not represent guys playing around with guns and stuff, especially on live. Like, I feel like within this whole few years, we've been seeing people accidentally kill themselves with guns or accidentally kill somebody because they're playing with a gun. And he's just playing with a gun, listening to NBA Youngboy. If you're listening to NBA Youngboy and you have to pull out a gun, you don't need to listen to him. Like it's it's just that simple. You do not need to listen to him because it just it just doesn't get that deep. It does not get that deep. Um, you know, I wish the best for him that he can get it together. But I'm not gonna sit here and come up with excuses because he did it. It's not like nobody forced him to do it. That was his actions, and now he got to face the consequences. Um, he's already been suspended from all team activities, and now the NBA is reviewing. To see if that was actually a gun in his punishment, which we've seen this actually a gun. So I don't know why they came out with that. It was a gun. So now we just got to see what his punishment is going to be. And for Memphis, what does this mean for Memphis? Is Memphis going to let go of John Morant? Is Memphis going to trade John Morant? Because he is the problem. Like, he's a problem. And to be honest, the Grizzlies don't play that bad without John Morant. Like, you can, it's a point that you can say that the Grizzlies play better without John Morant than with him. Yes, John Morant is a good player, excellent player, but the team plays better and together when he's not there. But you also have to think about this. They getting rid of Dylan Brooks. 
they made that clear under any circumstances crazy that they put <laughs> in the trade thing that they he won't he will not be a part of the team under any circumstance so now you got to think about that because you know John Morant is going to get suspended uh he's going to be suspended for a while you know i've been seeing things like maybe 25 games i've been seeing people say suspended for the whole year that's going to be up to the nba i don't have no saying that but what i do know is that John Morant is going to face some time and he really do need help. And to be honest, they talking about he went to counseling in Florida. Did, did he really go to counseling? Like, do y'all think he really went to counseling? Because counseling for two weeks, like, I don't know what you did with those two weeks, man. Because counseling, that, it, that takes a lot. That takes a lot. And you came out here and did the same thing that you did. And, like, I believe it's the saying, you are who you surround yourself with. Like, you are who you surround yourself, the people you surround yourself with. And you're surrounding yourself with people that's not a good look, bro. Like, it's just not a good look. You made the NBA, even if you were down in the trenches, you're not there no more. Why would you try to go back to the trenches when you made it? Like, if I make it, I'm not going back. I'm not going back because I've made it. We've seen, you know, we've seen actual people who was like that, like Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. You don't not see them going back and doing stupid stuff like this like you just don't see it in this case it's just it's just a very difficult thing to talk about but as a black community we got to stop tearing other black folks down that's talking about the situation and telling the truth like you know on sports shows you got sandy sharp you got stephen a smith you got kendrick perkins talking about stuff and you know you have your black folks that saying y'all just hating on them y'all trying to tear a black person down no we're not trying to tear a black person down we're trying to say the facts what you are doing does not make any sense like you made it in life you worked your butt off to play basketball and that's what you did you worked your butt off to make the NBA. That is what you did. You worked your butt off to get a Sioux endorsement. That is what you did. You worked your butt off to get a Powerade endorsement. That is what you got. So why are you risking that? And flashing guns, bro. Like It, it, it makes no sense. And I've seen a lot of people say that it's the friend fault. And all honesty, this cannot all be the friend fault because the friend didn't know he was going to do that. Like They just going live, just having a good time. But at the same time, you don't have to go live with everything. That's the problem with this generation. We want to put everything on social media. Everything does not have to be on social media. You don't have to be post your moves on social media. You don't have to post what you're doing on social media. Like, that's just, just stay private. That's what I learned. Like, I've been learning to stay private. I'll post, like, funny stuff on there or, like, quotes and stuff. But you won't see me posting my everyday moves on social media. Like, that's just dumb. Everybody is not for you. Like... Especially at your potential, John Morant, like at your life, everybody don't like John Morant. Like you have some haters, you know you do. And now that you're flashing this gun around, you definitely have more haters. Like it, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. You have a daughter to look for, and I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. We're gonna get off that topic because that one. It just makes no sense. It makes no sense why a player will put his future on hold like this and the whole counseling thing makes it worse because now you have to sit here and think did he actually go to counseling like that's a big thing you have people in this world that actually need counseling want counseling but can't afford counseling and you saying you went to counseling and did the same exact thing like if you did go to counseling kudos to you but that what you just did 
doesn't show that. And if NBA Youngboy turn you up that much, turn him off. <laughs> turn him off because it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. But now we're going to go into the Philadelphia 76ers. So the 76ers had one of the most pathetic game sevens ever that I've seen going right, right alongside with the Phoenix Suns. Both of them, horrible game sevens. But after the game, this is what Joel and B had to say. I still believe that, you know, me and them and, you know, uh, we got the chance to win. But, you know, it's going to take, you know, more than us. Uh, we all got to look at ourselves. Um, I, I got to be better and I will be better. Uh, that's what I'm focused on. Um, you know, all of us, uh, we got to, you know, come back and uh, find ways uh, to just keep improving and, you know, help the team. Um, you can't win alone. Um, I can't win alone. I can't. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played five on five. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Now, maybe I was watching a different game because I don't see how Joel and B had the guts to say what he said. But what he said saying, me and James can't win it all. We need other people to step up. Bruh! <laughs> They did. You needed to step. You and James needed to step up. Like you had, this is Tobias Harris, 19 points, 7-13 from Sudan, leading scorer for the 76ers. Tyrese Maxey, uh, Maxey, 17 points. P.J. Tucker made one less shot than Joel Embiid, and he struggles to create his own shot. P.J. Tucker is not a person to create his own shot. Now, yes, P.J. Tucker points did come from, he had at least three corner threes, but at least he made it. Joel and B, Joel and B went 0 of 4 from threes. This is James Harden and Joel and B's performance. And B, 15 points, 5 of 8 shooting, 4 turnovers. Harden, 9 points, 3 of 11 shooting, 5 turnovers. Your two-star players had 9 turnovers. That is ridiculous. That That is ridiculous. And I'm watching the game, and I'm like, bro, and B, you are the MVP. Attack the basket, bro. Demand the ball. And then when he did have the ball, he kicking it out. Bro, this is game seven. This is game. Why? 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 They they look like they didn't want to be there. They they look like he, he did not want to be there. And, and B just got outplayed. He didn't look motivated at all. It, it was just horrible. And everybody's talking about Doc Rivers and him losing this job. Why? Why every time a team lose, we talk about the coach losing their job? Yes, it's this whole narrative of Doc Rivers uh, 0-7 in Game 7s or something like that. But Doc Rivers ain't the one playing. Like Doc Rivers is not playing. Doc Rivers is calling the plays. Doc Rivers is calling your timeouts. Doc Rivers is coming up with your adjustments. And you can see in the game that that's what he was trying to do. Like Doc Rivers was trying to call these timeouts. He did call these timeouts. He did make adjustments. Nobody could stop Jason Tatum. Nobody could stop Jason Tatum at all. He had 51 points in the game seven. That is absolutely wild. Like, set out to him because he did his thing, but it's like nobody could stop him. Like, he was just playing one-on-one ball. At some point, you had to double-team him. Like, you're just letting him go crazy for 51, and maybe that part is on Doc Rivers. I don't know. I don't play for the 76ers, but I know one thing. You guys were just, the 76ers were just letting him play do his own thing and you can't do that because if you have a team like the Celtics 
if you let the star player get hot, the other people on the team can get it going themselves. You got Jalen Brown, who was actually performing better than Jason Tatum in this series. And now Jason Tatum found his groove in the first half. It's over because Jalen Brown was doing his thing too. So now you got Jason Tatum hitting. You got Jalen Brown hitting. That's going to open the floor. Now you have players like uh, Al Horford who's going to do some things. Now you have players like Marcus Smart. You got Brogdon coming off the bench. Like the Celtics is deep, but their problem is their coaching. Like it, their coaching, ever since that whole Emu Udoka thing happened, they haven't looked like the same team. But this game, this game seven, could have got them. It only takes one game to get your confidence back, to get your groove back. They're going to have a tough matchup versus these Celtics, but they did their thing. And James Harden, he just looked absolutely horrible. <laughs> he looked horrible. I don't think James Harden wants to play in Philadelphia anymore. And you can't tell me otherwise. Because every time I'm sitting here watching, like when I do sit down and watch, I'll be working. So normally I just have to catch the stats. But this game I sat and watched, and I'm like, bro, this is horrible. Like, he's drawing contact. Yes, that, that, that is one thing James Harden is going to do is draw contact and get to the free throw line. And, you know, that's probably where most of his points came from, the free throw line. He was 3 for 11 shooting, five turnovers. And I'm just like, dang, bro. Like, dang, can anybody else step up? And, like, you cannot ask more from Tobias Harris, 19 points. Like, yes, Tobias Harris is a star that needs to get more criticism because he getting paid good money and he need to be performing like this a lot. <laughs> like, that's what you get paid to do. But when your MVP has 15 points in a game seven elimination game, that's not going to cut it. That is just not going to cut it at all. And James Harden, you know, there's been reports that he want to go back to Houston. And I think it's going to happen. I won't be surprised if James Harden is in Houston in the next three weeks, the next three weeks, because, well, I'm not going to say the next three weeks because the season will still be going on. But after the season, I won't be surprised if that, if that comes that he's out of there. It looked like he didn't want to be there anymore. It just looked like he didn't want to be there. And that's not fair for the team to suffer because you don't want to be there. Like, yeah, he had a good game six and he had a good game one. But like, bro, James Harden is a star player. Like, he has to produce. He has to produce. And B, you had to produce. That's why that whole after uh preference that preference conference conference uh, that he was talking about is just don't make no sense. Like, what do you mean you can't win? A, yes, you can't win alone. Basketball is a five v five sport, but you're the MVP. Like, you finally you you cried about getting MVP. You got MVP, and you didn't deliver. You didn't deliver. Now you have opened the door for people saying, Jokic deserved the MVP. And it's like, I don't know if he was hurt because, you know, he'd been dealing with that leg. But, bro, it didn't even look like it was a leg. It just looked like effort. The Celtics outplayed the 76ers in the second half. They just came out and went absolutely crazy. And it's just ridiculous. So, with the 76ers, I don't know what their future look like. But one thing I do know is that it's going to be, I don't see them like making a deep run anytime soon. Anytime soon, because this happens all the time. Like they look really good. They looked really good 
and then they just go downhill. They go downhill in the playoffs, man. But um, yeah, hopefully they do better. Embiid, Harden, horrible, horrible performance, horrible performance, and I had to get that off my chest. And now going to our next topic. How did the Los Angeles Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors? Well, first off, I'm going to say that the Lakers played a phenomenal series versus the Warriors. Like, they did that. They shut their whole offense down. If we look at the Warriors, we know that this team is a running team. Most of their points come from shots. And they just play good offense. But the Lakers had good defensive players like Vanderbilt, Scrooter. Like, they're, they're doing their thing running with Curry. It's hard to run with Curry for a full game, and they did that. You know, Curry's still going to get his, but at the same time, they made it difficult. But when you do that, and you have players on the Warriors like Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson not stepping up, you're going to lose. You're going to lose, and that's what it came down to. Klay Thompson didn't sew up. Jordan Poole definitely didn't sew up. And now we're thinking, like, is there something else that happened behind closed doors? We all know how Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole at the beginning of the year, and that threw everything off. But the Warriors didn't – they looked good, but they, that wasn't the Warriors we're used to seeing. Like, the Warriors had one of the worst records on the road this year, and it sold in this playoffs. It sold in this playoffs. The first round they went down 2-0, came back. Cool. I kind of expected that. But with this Lakers team, you can't do that versus the Lakers team when you got a healthy Anthony Davis. You got a LeBron James who's determined. Playoffs LeBron James. You got people that's stepping up for the Lakers like Austin Reeves stepping up and giving you big time production. Like you cannot lack like that and have a bad road. Like you have to play on the road in the playoffs. You have to play on the road. It's just a must. And the Warriors didn't. You know, LeBron did his thing. And as an NBA fan, we need to acknowledge what this man is doing. Like, at his age, the production he brings to his team. Not only scoring, but the charges that he draw. Like, this man is drawing charges where you're like, oh, yeah, he took that into the chest. And I know it hurt. Like, he's doing that. He's having hustle plays. It's just amazing to see. It's just amazing to see. It was this one play where he had multiple chase downs, but it was a play where Steph Curry threw an outlet pass. And LeBron is literally chopping just to get the ball out of bounds. Like, just to knock it out of bounds. It's crazy how he's doing it at his age. In the minutes that he played. Like, LeBron is playing some of the most minutes in this playoffs. And he's one of the oldest players in the playoffs. Like, that's crazy. That, that That's wild. Of course, Anthony Davis did his thing. His deepest presence in this series was huge alone. Actually, this playoffs... It's been big and it's helped the team. We just pray that Anthony Davis can stay healthy. <laughs> and I'm not joking on him. I just want Anthony Davis to stay healthy because every time he gets on the court, or every time he goes down, you kind of fear, like, is he going to get back up? And if Anthony Davis can be that star dominant player that we all know he can be, this Lakers team can go all the way. Like, they can go all the way. You have LeBron, he's locked in. You have Anthony Davis locked in. Even if Anthony Davis don't give you that much points, he's going to give you effort on the defensive side of the ball, which is all you can ask for is, like, giving effort. And Anthony Davis is going to do that, but he's going to have a challenge. You ain't going to be babying uh, Jokic. So, in this series, we might see a lot of Anthony Davis on the perimeter getting your your mid-range shots 
and you know on the screen and roll the pick and rolls we'll see a lot of pick and rolls and see what Jokic they're gonna make Jokic choose they're gonna try to attack Jokic and I feel like they should but I believe the key for this Lakers team is D'Angelo Russell you might be saying what but listen to me listen to me when D'Lo is playing the true point guard role and is scoring and passing on a high level the Lakers will win the Lakers will win this this previous series just look at it when D'Lo was coming in game three yeah, game three, he had the Lakers like first 13, 14 points. And he was doing it easily, easily. But the game four, that the game where they got blown out, he didn't play good. He had 10. But in game four, when he played horrible, he had four points. Everybody called it the Lonnie Walker game. The reason it was that was because D'Angelo Russell only had four points. Like you had to find somebody else. That could attack the basket, get points, and play good defense. Literally, D'Angelo Russell was a liability at that game. So they put Lonnie Walker in, and he did his thing, scoring 15 points in the fourth quarter, and helped the Lakers win that game. And that happening was a good thing for the Lakers. It was bad that D'Angelo Russell wasn't performing, but it was good because you got production out of Lonnie Walker. He stayed true to himself. He stayed ready. He didn't pout. He didn't give up on his team. When he got his opportunity, he came in and he performed and he gave you good production. And he helped you win. So now moving on, you that's somebody else that you just added to that depth that you already have as a Lakers team. Now you have Lonnie Rock Walker included into your rotation. So say you want you want uh, Russell out, you can put Walker in. You want Scrooter out, you can put uh, Walker in. Same go for Austin Reeves. Like You just added more depth to that. You got uh, Huchimara. He's doing his thing. The whole Lakers team, they just look really good. I just hope that they can just keep it going because I would love to see LeBron win another ring, but it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. And it's funny how... NBA fans clowned the bubble and the Lakers winning that championship because they said it wasn't a real championship. It wasn't a real playoffs. But if you look at it now, the teams that are actually in the playoffs right now were the teams that was in the bubble that went to them, uh, the Western Conference Championship and the Eastern Conference Championship. The same team, Denver, LA, Boston, Miami. Miami's looking really good too, man. Jimmy Butler's looking really good, but it's just not only Jimmy Butler's the team. Jimmy Butler's the leader, yes, but that team is knocking down their shots, and that's going to be an amazing series with Miami and Boston. I can't tell you who I got in that one, but if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I feel like we're going to get another Bubbles rematch, and I feel like we're going to have the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, the Lakers... They're going to have a tough matchup versus the Nuggets. Jokic is doing his thing as always. The Nuggets team, they just play very well together. You know, Jamal Murray, he had basically tore up his leg. And ever since he's been back, like, he's been doing his thing. And he hasn't been getting the recognition that he deserved. Like, we got to remember when Jamal Murray was in the bubble. Like, dude was scoring like 50 almost every game. He was, when they was playing Donovan Mitchell, they was going crazy. They was battling. Jamal Murray is like that. But 
He doesn't have to take over every game. And that's the beauty of his spot. Because he can be a true point guard. Use the screens, find a spot in the mid-range, pull up, pass, attack the basket, shoot the three. He can do all that. And when you have a big like Jokic, who is going to perform. That's why I was getting so much on Embiid. Because everybody wanted to, oh, Jokic and Embiid. That was the argument. Jokic and Embiid. It even got to a point where they made it a racial thing. Oh, Embiid only winning because he's white. Which is not true. Embiid is like that. But we got to stop putting race into everything. Because it shouldn't be that. It should have not came down to that point. But Embiid, he let the guard down. And it's just like, yeah, you was battling through injury, but you said you look good. You performed really good. You just didn't look like you got you. It looked like you gave up on your team. It looked like Embiid gave up on his team. And Jokic, he's doing it all. He's doing it all. We all know he can score. We all know he can rebound. But the passing at that size, he's dribbling up the court and being a playmaker. That is absolutely crazy. And that's just one thing that I'm worried about with AD because you're not going to baby Jokic. He too big. He too big. That's why AD is going to have to play. AD is going to have to tire Jokic out. Like You're going to have to get him tired. You're going to have to do some work on the perimeter. If you guys remember, uh, AD's game winner in the bubble was actually a three. So I would not be surprised if we see a lot of Anthony Davis shooting the ball more than like in the paint. If we see a lot of more jump shots from Anthony Davis, because that's what it's, that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Jokic, he's too big. He got that paint on lock. Like that. That's just that's going to be hard to do. But if everyone stays healthy, I have the Lakers winning in six. I have the Lakers winning that series in six, and I have Miami beating Boston in seven. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. But but I do believe Miami can get it. I do believe Miami can get it done. This playoffs has been a very good playoffs. And that includes all my topics that I wanted to talk about. But just going back into reaching our goal, I just want to thank y'all again. Like when I saw that 500 come across my phone, like I literally almost broke into tears just because everything I've been through, like, it hits different when you've been through stuff and people don't know what you've been through, but it don't, you don't let it stop you from achieving your dreams. And my dreams are goals. Like if you don't write your goals down in their dreams, that's why you got to claim it. You got to do it. You got to write it down and actually see it. That's why I wrote it down. I actually put it on my mirror, my bathroom mirror. I see the goals every day. Like I saw it every day when I first wrote that goal down, I only had like 200 views and for two months, like I, I grinded, I grinded my butt off, battling through depression and everything. It's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot, and I just, I owe, I owe it all to God. I owe it all to God. God is first. If it wasn't for Him, I wouldn't be here. And yeah, if it wasn't for Him, like I wouldn't be here. I would still be going through it. He's just, He's everything to me. God is everything to me, and that's why I always encourage my listeners. To just put their trust in God and he'll do it all. He'll do it all for you. That man is the man with all the plans. And, you know, you might not know what's going on. You might be going through something that I was going through and might be going down deep into it. You might be going through it. But 
You know, you might not understand now, but one day you will. And every day you just got to work harder and harder and harder to get to that point of where you want to be. And you got to believe in yourself when no one believes in you. You just got to see it. You got to chase a dream. So chase your dreams, man. Keep going. Don't let nobody tell you no. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You just got to believe. You got to believe. Don't worry about people. The people that's going to be in your life will come. Don't stress about that. Stress about your goal. Don't even stress about your goal. You don't even need to stress. Lay it all at Jesus' feet. Lay it all at God's feet. And let him do the work for you. Let him do it for you. You just do what he's telling you to do. And everything will come to plan. But thank you guys so much. I was your host and the founder, Jalen Suits. This has been another episode of Sit Down with Swaggy Suits. Be blessed. Peace.